0: Hey there, welcome to the Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour bonus segment uh, presented by the Highland Podcast Network as well as BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm Chris Pugh. Uh, Paul Yanchek is out for the week, but as always, we got Joe Frost here. Joe, how are you?
1: I'm doing all right. Excited to talk a little bit of Steelers information with you. There's a lot of stuff going on even when
0: we're not playing this week. Definitely. And uh, check out every segment. Uh, It appeared on uh, com as well, uh, where we talked about the uh, Bengals' win over the Titans, the Chiefs' win over the Bills, and how the heck the Steelers are going to get past these guys. It's going to be hard, but there's a path. We'll see if they can uh, take (laughs) advantage of that path, but we'll figure it out. Um, Yeah, some Steelers news of the week. Gigi Smith-Schuster, we got excited. Uh, he came back for the playoff game. Um you know, we're assuming he would come back. There's a report this week, and let's say it's true that you know Juju's also talking with the possibility of going to Kansas City. Um Kansas City was interested in him last year. Um I Joe, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if a just G- not slow, but he's definitely not like Tyreek Hill fast. I'm not sure if his type fits into Kansas City's offense, like more of that tall, not super fast slot receiver. Um, yeah, but that's why that's why you go there.
1: They don't already have that guy.
0: You know what and- I'm
1: saying? Like they already have Tyreek Hill. And there's been times where in the Steelers offense it's like there's almost been kind of an expectation for him to be that guy. Right. To to step into A B shoes to uh to be that down the the downfield guy. And that's not his strength. His strength has been his uh his crossing routes and his uh yeah, the short range stuff. So, you know. That's why you go there because you have the possibility of then fulfilling that role and on a team that doesn't already have a guy who's playing at the level that Juju can play. That's the attractiveness team. for him and having the the uh, the confidence of having a, a Mahomes passing him to him instead of like you know a Mason Rudolph.
0: Well, and here's the other thing too: um, he gave Steelers a hometown discount. Like he didn't. Uh, he got offered more by the Ravens. He got offered more by the Chiefs. They say, hey, let me stay here in Pittsburgh. I, I believe in what's happening here. Mm-hmm. I, I think he had a close relationship with Ben mm-hmm. Uh And, you know, unless something miraculous happens, you know, Ben's re- at all indications point that he's retiring. And maybe that's a thing where um, even in the uh, post game after the Chiefs playoff game, uh, Juju was, I think, half joking about. Hey, I could talk him into coming back. Let me try. Let me try. And he probably tried. And Ben's like, no, dude, I'm, I'm retiring. And Juju's, like you said, Juju's probably like, all right, do I catch passes from Mahomes or do I catch passes from Mason Rudolph? And, you know, sorry. I mean, we, we back our Steelers. But, you know, Mahomes probably sounds like a better option for receiver than Mason Rolf would be.
1: Do I go play for the team that's very likely going to be in the Super Bowl for like the third time in four years or or do uh or do I stay in Pittsburgh?
0: <laughs> well and here's <laughs> the other thing too we gotta to think of. You know, the Steelers depending on how crazy they get with cutting players, I mean they're already going to have a good amount of money. It could be a sky high amount of money if it's a let's keep cutting players I mean I'm hearing it could even be 70 million under Depending on how many players they cut. Well, if you want Juju back, and there is a definite argument for keeping a Juju, how much do you want to pay him? Because, you know, we're talking about these pipe dreams of great quarterbacks and everything else. But, you know, if you pay Juju 15 million a year, that's now a, you know, that's cutting into your money you can pay other people. It's
1: cutting into what it's going to cost to get. Uh, a Rodgers or a Wilson although I don't think Wilson's coming
0: here well and here's the other argument to make on the other side Um, Juju wasn't a dynamic receiver even when he was healthy this year but look who else is coming back a very inconsistent Deontay Johnson Mm -hmm. Chase Claypool which in theory Chase Claypool should be like a Calvin Johnson but he definitely hasn't played like Calvin Johnson You've got James Washington, who's a free agent. A lot of people say he's gone. Who else you got? To, you know, I mean, you're you're running out of guys. You know.
1: But if for some reason Juju doesn't come back, and they do bring in Aaron Rodgers, well, then James Washington has a reason to stick around. Right. And honestly, if we if Mason Rudolph is the guy, he connects with Washington a lot more than Ben has.
0: Right. Oh, well, if they're Oklahoma State ties, right? Well, but that's serious. what.
1: But that's that's Jamar and and Joe Burrow. It's the same thing. You have that guy who you understand where he's going to be on the field, and you know where to how to put it where it needs to go. Then you have you're vibing with that player, and you positive things are going to happen
0: there. Well, and let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. This is our news update. Um, you know, the Packers got surprised. I mean, the game surprised me. They lost the 49ers. Aaron Rodgers is out of the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers stunk in the second half, let's be honest. He got like 20 yards passing in the second half of that game. Now, granted, awful weather and everything else. But, you know, that's where they play. You would think they would know how to play better there. Um, Packers are way over the cap. I heard $40 million over the cap. We thought the seals were in the salary cap hell last year. Mm-hmm. Packers. Packers are about to cut people. I mean, they may not be able to afford Aaron Rodgers, period, unless they cut a ton of other players. Exactly right. And here's the other thing. They got to re-sign Devontae Adams. Right. They may lose
1: both of them. There may be a package deal to pick up
0: Adams and Rodgers. Then you let Juju walk. You let James Washington walk. Yeah, and, and there's some talk that they don't necessarily have to be a package deal, but Rodgers likes Adams, and he would like playing with And Adams now, likes catching. <laughs> Denver supposedly has a lot of money. Denver's been in places some people think Rodgers could go to. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, if you go crazy and you free up like $70 million, you could sign both of them, but it's going to cost you draft picks in terms of a trade with Rodgers. I mean, it's – I'll put it this way. You're not going to be able to improve other areas of your team, but yeah. you just say screw it. If we have Rodgers and Adams, we could do that without improving our offensive line a lot, or we could do it without, you know, figuring out what to do if Stefan Tua doesn't come back or something right. like that. You, you know, what I mean, it, it's a, a definitely a, a give and take. I I like Juju, but boy, what's is willing to give you a, a hometown discount? Again. I don't want to get in a bidding war with the Chiefs. He did
1: make some statements toward the end of the season that how much that he loves playing in Pittsburgh and loves once and would be happy to stay. You know, obviously, you know, you're going to do business the way you need to do business, but he is happy in Pittsburgh.
0: I don't know. He may want that veteran quarterback though. I mean, right. You know, when, I mean, you but, thought but, was but if you have the balls.
1: possibility of bringing in a vet like that, Right. Uh, do you then are you more willing to cut the deal give that discount so that you can be there with,
0: with a vet quarterback well it, I want to be careful about this because I know um, certain people who run the show don't like a lot of COVID talk on, on the, the channel but you know I, I gotta tell you man Aaron Rodgers very outspoken against vaccines and everything mm-hmm. I read a report today saying look the Steelers may not be interested in Aaron Rodgers just because based of on that. his take on the COVID. And not that the Steelers are a bunch of liberals necessarily. It's because you don't want that throughout the year. I mean, look at, you know, when you get COVID, you're out for a while. You may miss games. I mean, Ben had to miss a game. Right. You know, and everything. So do you want that on your team? And, you know, that might... Now, it's funny but, because... They-
1: but, but not being vaccinated doesn't mean you automatically are going to get COVID. I mean, that's that's not exactly the way it works. Much like being vaccinated doesn't mean that you won't right. get COVID. Uh,
0: but, but but one thing yeah, is... It, but,
1: and the only real problem that I think that any of the players have run into where Rodgers ran into a problem and A.B. ran into a problem is when you're not up front about it. Cole Beasley's been Zach. up front about it, and he... it's you just deal with it. You make a choice the way that you're making any other choice about the training and the way you prepare your body. You just have to be upfront about it. And now Rogers has been busted about it. And I don't think it's going to come up again because you know, you can't just keep being that guy, you know,
0: that he's not vaccinated. So, you know, you move forward and deal with it less like it is. Well, the reports out there. And again, it's not saying everyone has to become huge COVID vaccine supporters. But I think some of the language that Rodgers was using, I think people were getting afraid to say, is that going to be destructive to the team? Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, you can't force everyone to be vaccinated. But for teams out there, they probably feel better if more of the guys are vaccinated. Yeah, you can still get COVID even if you are vaccinated. But, but, you know, there was like the Washington football team, uh, Joe, they were – well-regarded going into the year. They were absolute mess this year. And, you know, one of the things that Ron Rivera, their coach, was PO'd about at the beginning of the year was the fact that his guys were getting vaccinated. And Rivera, you know, he had a health condition himself where he took it personally. I mean, there was some bad blood going on in some of these teams. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess what I'm saying is, and it's everybody's individual choice. I get that. It's every team's individual choice. But sure. there's some teams out there that say, look, I don't want the headache of someone just, you know, griped and complaining about, you know, COVID all the time, you know? I, I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, you know, I, we don't want this to be de- divisive among people who listen to the show. But what I'm saying is, you know, certain people will be like, hey, I, want you, I don't want you talking about that much, you know? so."
1: Yeah, it becomes issues of team fit and the personality yeah. of the team and whatever, and you just don't want that that kind of vibe. You like having players that match the, you know, not necessarily political, but the the worldview of the team. You know, you, you, we had we uh, the Steelers have had players with uh, with military backgrounds where. The kneeling for the for the national anthem thing was very much anathema to their personal worldview, and the the Steelers as a team kind of fell down on that side of the fence for it seems for it seems for a little while. Um, and there's a very uh, conservative fan base for for Pittsburgh Steelers as well. So yeah, there's maybe something to that, but clearly an actual like national hiring rules you can't not hire somebody just because they don't want to get a vaccine you can't do that that's yeah. hiring practices and that's probably even about the 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 players association isn't going to let you get away with
0: that but then they're, they're not going to say it like the studios sure are not yeah absolutely not right. but yeah because look at this look at our jobs that we go to uh think about the company you work for i think about the company i work for when mm-hmm. we got hired to that job, you know, we're not like a Madden game where they say Joe Frost is a ranked – he has an 85 rating on his job skills and Crispy has an 83 rating, and they don't say, wow, Joe There's Frost – There's no
1: way that rating. mine would be 85. There's no right. way that mine would be 85.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying it's not like Madden where you just <laughs> pick the guy for your team as has the highest rating. Sometimes right. it's a haunt. You sit there and say, hey, I like Joe because of this, or or Joe brings something different to the table, or, man, you know, maybe this other guy, we think he's more qualified, but Joe's got a gentle spirit that we like that this other dude didn't. So we're we're picking Mm Joe. I I mean, sometimes those decisions come into play where you can't sit there and say, all right, you're not vaccinated, Gallier. No one's going to say that, but some people might say, look, for team fit, for, you know, we don't want the team to argue with each other. We don't want to hear griping about COVID or whatever. You know, maybe it's better to have quarterback B come in instead of Aaron Rodgers, you
1: know. Maybe it's better to have a, a, an era of losing as a team for a decade. Well, I, I wouldn't say you bring back Mark Malone, but what I'm saying is if they able <laughs> dig to. Dig him up, bring him back in here.
0: Right. He's but, not dead, but, I, you know, you still dig him up. Well, but, but one thing is, you don't have to accept pawn sludge instead of like a top quarterback. But maybe you say, hey, we want a top quarterback, but we're going to uh, put a sock more in Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson or something. You know, yeah. teams make decisions. Now, that said, Deshaun Watson's got other concerns that you might say, oh, I'm not sure if I want Deshaun Watson either. But, right. You know, all the same people, but wrong. people would say the same thing about Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, yeah. Speaking, let me share this. He story. Had those
1: things that you wish that were not part of the the package for a time, but you like the idea that he did did write that ship. But that's a tough one to to walk away from.
0: Speaking of Ben Roethlisberger, it was interesting. Um, uh, stumbled across the athletic article where uh, they profiled Mike Singletary, who used to be the co- coach of the Forty Nineers. He actually, according to the story, and according to Singletary, the 49ers had a deal in place. And this was around the time of Roethlisberger's allegations and Mm -hmm. and, you know there was a suspension. Apparently, the 49ers had a deal in place for Roethlisberger. They called um, Singletary and said, hey, we're ready to make this trade. And Singletary at the time rejected it because he just said, look, this guy's got some issues going on. And Singletary is a professing Christian. He says, you know, we want to just. Uh, I feel better about the morals of the, the quarterback we got right now. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Imagine how things could have been different if, you know, they traded Big Ben in like 2010. It would have been nuts. Yep. Yeah. So. Who knows what, right.
1: what would have happened and who they would have picked up from then? Yeah. Uh,
0: but the quarterback, it's just, you know, it's going to be interesting nice to see what happens. We're not going to get, be able to get away from talking about it until. Uh, yeah, Mike, and we're you know, all worried.
1: We're all worried about. Oh no! is the uh, the first rounder class of quarterbacks, good enough. You know, I recall a team picking somebody in the very last round, uh, toward the end of the draft, and it worked out okay. It's possible that those talents are out there. That guy had a terrible time. He was not a mobile quarterback when he got when he got uh, drafted.
0: Yeah, you're talking about Tom Brady. I am talking about
1: Tom Brady. It's like it's like everybody forgets where like the the person that everybody says is the shoe in for the greatest quarterback of all time, like where he came from and how he got got to where he was. It was not the person who got drafted in the first round. You know who got drafted first? Tim Couch.
0: Got drafted first. I need to figure out what happened with Tom Brady because it was interesting living here in Columbus. Oh man, I can't remember the guy's name. He's a former Ohio State linebacker that played during the time of Tom Brady when Tom Brady mm-hmm. was in Michigan. And he runs a charity now, and I, I I run across him at some events I go to, and it was funny because his like he'll wear his Ohio State jerseys. So people are like, "Oh, you're the Ohio State guy." But he has a big picture with him of him sacking Tom Brady during Ohio State mm-hmm. Michigan game, and we were talking once I'm like, man, I gotta ask you, what's going? I said I remember watching Tom Brady in college. He was all right, but he wasn't that great. I said, did you see anything? Him? He's like, he's like, yeah. You, you wouldn't kid my guys like his teammates and him still talk about that and say, how did Tom Brady become Tom Brady in, in the NFL? Because yeah. the Ohio State defenders against Michigan were like, what? We don't see this, you know? Like, yeah, it's all right. I mean, I We, we hope
1: we're, we're happy when he becomes the starting quarterback
0: for, for Michigan. Like, oh, great. That guy can't run at all. We're going to well, kill that guy. They said he was good. I mean, he wasn't like a, a flop or a failure. But the way the guy told me, he said, we were stunned. Like – he felt that Brady deserved to be a six-round pick in the press. Like, he mm-hmm. was good enough to be a six-round pick, but since he became yeah. one of the three greatest quarterbacks of all time, he was yeah. like, what? I, I never thought that would happen. So Hey, let's take a quick break. We need to talk some stuff on to it when we get back. But, hey, this is the Pittsburgh Cedar Power Half Hour uh, presented to you by the Highland Podcast Network as well as the, the com, We'll be right back. Hey, this is Chris P. I want to give a quick plug for our Accenture show. Um, it's exclusively on the Highwind Podcast Network, uh, where Joe, Paul, and I get really goofy and start – we get silly about some of the craziest pop stories of the day. Check out the Etcetera show on the Ohio Podcast Network. All right, we're back here on curtain.com. I'm Chris Pugh. Got Joe Frost with me. Paul Yanchek is off for the week. Um, yeah, Joe, we were talking Juju and um, we came up with, you know, Aaron Rodgers and other quarterbacks. It seems like. All of our discussions this offseason, no matter who we talk about, are, are going back to the quarterback, which is okay. It's important. It's going to be an important decision by the Steelers this offseason. Yes. <laughs> I thought we lost you there for a second. But he's back. Yeah, but it, it seemed like I got lost, but yeah. Let's turn our attention to the defensive side of the ball. And look, I've got – all the compassion in the world for Stefan to it. He lost his brother, uh, which I I couldn't imagine what that would be like, you know, putting myself in his shoes. Uh, He had injury. Injuries play a field a little bit. You know, we play these guys in Madden and we're like, oh, they're back. They're healthy. Well, you know, injuries can be in your mind. You know, these guys aren't video game characters. They're human beings Mm -hmm. like all of us. Um, but I'll tell you, not having Stephon to it definitely meant a lot. What happened if you had Stephon to it for half a year? You know what I mean? Where could the Steelers would have been? I mean, they have given them that extra one or two they really needed. Um, so we're going in the off season. We still don't have definite answers on what's happening with Stephon to it. Uh, there is a report, and let me underline: the report came out Wednesday, so we're not sure. We're going to put this up right after we're done. But I'm not sure what the update's going to be on this. But they're saying hmm. Stefan To It put his house up for sale. Now, it could be a million things. Um, Joe, you can sell your house there in, in Jackson, Mississippi. That doesn't necessarily mean you're leaving the area. and Maybe you're looking for a nicer house in Jackson, Mississippi.
1: Boom, I actually cool. did that.
0: Yeah. So this doesn't mean that Stefan To It's definitely gone. But in this day and age where we're not hearing that much about Stefan To It, or what's his future plans? You hear that and you start scratch your head and go, oh man, is he gone? What's going on here? Um, I don't know what to say, man. I've got compassion all throughout my body for him because mental health is a serious thing. I want to make sure Stephon it's mentally right. Um, You know, we love the NFL. The NFL's not everything. You know, if you're not ready to play, you're not ready to play. I mean... If Stephon right. it doesn't want to play again, it's up to him. Maybe he retires or something. I don't know, Joe. I, I kind of wish, and maybe the Steelers know stuff that we don't. I'm hoping the Steelers have an indication of where Stephon it wants to go. Uh, I'm hoping even if Stephon it says, hey, I need a couple months to think this out. I'm hoping there's a path forward where either mm-hmm. right now the Steelers know what he's doing or it's been clearly communicated to Stewart to say, hey, give me this amount of time so I can make a final decision on what's happening.
1: I mean, that'd be great that there was that information happening and going back and forth between the team and him. Uh, I'm trying to remember, did he play at all this season? I don't think he did. Nope. Yeah, he didn't nope. play it down. Uh, so we've enjoyed his services for a number of years he's a has been a great uh a great player for the steelers uh but if he were to make the decision and make was making it for himself and his family and just the the way he wants to live you know godspeed to him go ahead and do it you know and if he's if he just wants to retire that's fantastic but you know we're <laughs> We need the roster slot. Like we need to, we need to be able to move on uh, without. If we know we're not going to have him available, it, it felt it was all season long. Was oh, could could do it? Come back this week and really help this ailing defense. And the answer was never yes.
0: Yeah, and his replacement, Chris Wormley, isn't bad. Uh, he's a former Raven, but Chris Wormley struck me a little bit like. Uh, we talked in a previous show about Cam Sutton and Joe Hayden and Weatherspoon. I mean, Wormley had some really good games, and Wormley had some, ah, uh, games. And, you know, if we're thinking that Steelers are going to take that step up as a team, you know, Wormley's a good backup. I'm not sure if I'm what Wormley is my full-time starter. Right. And to your point, Steelers actually have some money. Now, it's not all the money in the world. Uh, the Steelers can't sign 50 free agents with the money they're going to have. But, does defensive end become a position of need? Or, does it become a position where we're stocked up on if Tua comes back? I'm just hoping, again, if Tua retires, he retires. But, I'm hoping if th- there needs to be an out plan. Either an out plan where you say, right. he's not coming back, here's what to do, or, hey, let's wait until whatever date he sets and Let's have a plan forward, and maybe right. they do. They don't have to tell us. You know, maybe they don't know more than we do.
1: That goes back to one of our earlier conversations earlier this uh, evening. I think it was on our other podcast when we talked about how, how do the Steelers go in and and, uh, and disrupt uh, Kansas City. How do we like even that uh, that series and put ourselves in a better position since we got handled twice this year. Uh, and my point was to, to do better on the defensive line, uh, to be able to get in and disrupt what uh, what what Mahomes is doing when the offensive line there was, was struggling a bit, then it, he struggled even more. And that's a part of it, is strengthening the Steelers' defensive line so that uh, there's more disruption
0: that can happen. I'm a huge Stephon Tewitt fan. I will yeah. say the only thing that bugs me in, NFL players do that. I'm not speaking all of them. He's had some injury issues in the past too. Sure. And man, but when you play hard, it, that's but what when happens. <laughs> well, he's right, man. I mean, things are good. Um, part of the problem with Steelers, I mean, they had two superstars and TJ Watt, uh, Cam Hayward, and they missed that third superstar and to it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hope for the best. Another for guy everybody.
1: who's going to cause some problems. Yeah.
0: Hey, one thing, and we're really up against the time wise. Um, Steelers are supposed to bring in some uh, defensive coordinator candidates. Maybe by the time we hear this, to make a decision. Joe, so let's maybe answer one broader question. Okay. Um, Keith Butler retired. Um, he yes. was the Steelers coordinator for eight years, maybe at least, or, or maybe some more. I mean, he's been there for a while. Um, he revealed he did some interviews after he retired. He said, "Hey, Mike Tomlin call all of the plays uh, on the blog viewfromtheview.club, where you can, you know, listen to the podcast to hear some more stuff." I posted a a video by one of the um, Steelers podcasters saying, "Is Mike Tomlin a control freak?" I don't know it's interesting. I'm hoping if they bring in a defensive coordinator with ideas, that Tomlin could let that defensive coordinator shine and grow. But you know, whatever's best, man. You know, if they get their best defense by Tom and calling the plays, Mike Tom can call plays. I'm not too worried about. It.
1: Not me neither. I, uh, it's all in how the coaching staff works together and what are the skills that you're asking a defensive coordinator to be able to do. So if you've got defensive coordinators and and coaches and assistants who who are who are best skilled at coaching up defenses and creating, helping create those schemes uh, and providing the head coach with the information that they need to be able to make the best calls on the field, then it all works together. You know, it's two hands working together to get the job done. It's just how that particular coach is going to work and you know, Tomlin is a defensive guy, so it makes sense. He's risen to that place. He gets to make the call about what he wants to do, and he wants to spend his time calling his defenses. He's proud of his defense. And he gives a little bit more opportunity for an offensive coordinator because that's the other coaches that go the other way, where they're they're the ones calling the plays for the offense. So, you know, Steelers work the other way. doesn't bother me at all. You just got to pick a guy then that you know is going to fit into that scheme well.
0: Steelers, you know, traditional powerhouse, lots of fans. I mean, we're talking about the Steelers. Jeez, we're a couple weeks in the off season now. And we're talking about the Steelers. Is they're good. People care. They want to know the best about them. Uh, but that said, I think all of the talk this week about oh, is Mike Tomlin a control freak or not? Hey, produce, dude. If you can get a ton of sacks and shut down the defense. I don't care if Joe Frost is calling the play from Mississippi, you yep. know, or whoever just produce for me, man. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Hey, let's wrap this up. Um, thanks for listening to the pitch. Power half hour on the Ohio Wind network and, uh, behind the still com. Hey, I love the partnerships, man. It's great to, um, be able to self-produce the show again on the highway and, uh, keep working with our friends at behind the still And hang out with us, man. We are going to be recording the for the Highland Podcast. Sorry. Too too many words to say, Joe. Uh, Our Hmm. Etc. show, where we're going to be talking about some goofy stuff coming up, including the secret menu at McDonald's. And, Joe, I've not been this excited for a story in years. So I'm looking forward to chatting with you about that. So for Joe Frost, this is Chris Pugh. Thanks for checking out our Steelers discussions. Have a great day, everybody.